Hallelujah. Our God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. And he's coming back. He's not going to leave us here. What a consolation we have in this hour. Amen. Let's go to him in prayer. We just want to remember a family, the Collins family, Brother Ray Erickson's church, um, their uh, son and daughter-in-law understand their house to, that today right before church blew apart and they're thinking maybe they're in there I guess it's not a hundred percent but we just want to ask the Lord for his mercy in their lives and, and upon the family Father Lord Jesus we're so thankful Lord that we can come to you in these moments like these Lord moments that sometimes we feel so hopeless and helpless but God, you're still there for us. And Lord, tonight we ask that you would come on the scene for this family, Lord. This young couple, Lord, at their home, we understand cars are there. They don't know yet. But Lord, you know, Father, we're just asking that you would be merciful, Lord. You're a way maker. You're a miracle worker. Lord, that you would comfort the family, Lord, the Collins family and the Sisler family, Lord, the church family there as well, we pray. Lord, tonight we just ask that you would move in our hearts, Father. Lord, we have felt you very closely, Lord, today, and we're just looking for you to come and confirm your word to us, Lord, in our lives, Father, and the situations that we face. Lord, there's sickness among us, there's tormenting spirits among us. There's every kind of demon that would try to touch our lives, Father, but we're so thankful that we can call upon a, a living God and we can cast our cares on you for you care for us. And Lord, we just ask the healer to come by and be present tonight. Lord, not only here, but Lord, we need you all over, Father, throughout your bride, Lord, throughout the world, Father, the healer to pass by our way. We commit it commit this service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's turn to Exodus 13, if you would, and also Joshua 2. Exodus 13 and verse 21. Amen. I've been on this thought on the light, and I'd like to speak to you tonight on the light, the miracle worker. How many believes he's a miracle worker? How many has witnessed him, witnessed him to be a miracle worker? Amen. Exodus 13 and verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them in the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. To go by day and night, he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And we're going to look into Joshua 2, verse 9. And she said unto the men, this is Rahab, I know the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what he did unto the two kings of the Amorites, that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom 
ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our heart did melt, neither there remained any courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Also want to look at Psalms 105 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek, seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works that he has done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham his servant, ye children of Jacob his chosen. He is the Lord our God and his judgments are in all the earth. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Just put this Psalms 105 just in the back office. Remembering his marvelous works. I, I don't think we should ever get weary of hearing what the Lord has done and what he is doing. Amen. Because I believe that we don't serve just a God of history, but he's also God today present in the time that we're living in and the situations that we're living in. And I, I thought it was wonderful to see, amen, as, as, as we read the Bible, as the children of Israel would leave Egypt and he would place that pillar of cloud and, and the light there before them and then just hear the testimony as they went even years later that Rahab had to say God's with you that no matter what you've been through God's with you and I I thought that was very encouraging to me because many times we go through some hard times but he promised he would be with us he promised he would never leave us or forsake us and and he has showed himself to do that and we can see, as as we know, many many there's many stories, and I and I'm just going to start piling these up, and I'm going to stack them tonight as as we would firewood almost, because I just like to stack up testimonies, Amen. And so I want to start in looking at what all God did, and then what all God has done, but all that God is doing. Amen. Because it's just one thing to have a God of the past. And I, I thought that was really, I ha thought I had this quote in here, but somehow it didn't come through in my notes. But Brother Branham talks about Rahab. She said, he said for the first time she, she saw a God that wasn't just a God to pray to, but he was a God that would answer. Amen. And I, I'm thankful we got that kind of God. We're not just bowing before an idol somewhere that we're sending up thousands and thousands of prayers or, or to some uh, man uh, that lived here on earth like Allah that we're sending up thousands and he can't answer one prayer. But we're serving a God that we can call upon and not only pray to him, but he will answer. And he has answered us many times throughout our lives. And we, we all can be a witness of that. But I, I just started looking at all the miracles that took place in the Bible. And, and starting there, you know, for, of course, the greatest miracle was let there be. And, and the earth that we stand on today and the sun we saw today, the things that are around us, the stars tonight, are all miracles. I mean, it's the spoken word of God. That he would speak the words and they would come to pass. And, and we could go down through all the different ones and and. Abraham's life and the pastor's been on that and I'll leave that alone because I figure he's got a little bit more to go on that but I want to go on into
into what we just read as the children of Israel were in bondage and they were held in a, in a, in slavery, but they were, they were, they were there, but there was a promise of their deliverance. Amen. And God always remembers his promise. He, he will not let them go. I don't care if they last for 400 years, a thousand years, 2000 years, God's going to fulfill, fulfill his word. And, and, and I, that gives me comfort because we're now waiting on a promise that was given 2000 years ago. Amen. Of a return of his, of his return. And we know that that promise, though it linger, it shall come to pass. Amen. And so I, I started looking at the ones, uh, all the different ones. And right there in the first miracle that took place was in, in Moses' life as he was on the backside of a desert and a bush began to catch on fire and a light showed itself for the first time in hundreds of years on the backside of a desert. And, and he went and he began to look at this light and the voice, a voice spoke out of it. And from there he would go into Egypt and, and God would do miracle after miracle after after miracle. He would turn the rod into a serpent and that rod, that serpent would swallow up the other serpents and, and he would turn water into blood and he would bring frogs and lice and flies and, and bulls and thunder and hail and locusts and darkness and the firstborn were slain in the parting of the Red Sea. And just a miracle that the light of God was producing for them in that time. And he came to, as a part in the Red Sea. I thought it was very wonderful as I I read the account, amen, that the, that the Egyptians come after them and the light went and, good, went and stood between them and the Egyptians. And he held them, amen, as they was able to go through the Red Sea and walk across on dry land. But then they get on the other side and God wasn't finished, but God had more miracles. He had healing of the bitter waters of Marah and he had the manna that rained down from heaven. He had water that came from a rock. He had the, uh, different things that it took place in the deaths of Korah and Dathan and Abram, amen, to where the, the earth would open up and swallow the unbelieving people there and, and that had defied them in the prophet of God. Aaron's rod budded in the presence of the Lord. Water from the rock again lifted up the brazen serpent, the parting of the Jordan River, amen, and then it didn't stop there, but he took it on into the fall of Jericho and, and how that there was a miracle that took place at stones of a city would rain down and fall apart, amen, because there was a seed of God on the inside. Amen. Rahab, what a miracle that little scarlet cord could be hung in a house and she could gather her children together and her father, mother, whoever, she could get in that house and, and that, that cord held them from being destroyed. Amen. And we know what that represents. It represents the blood of Jesus Christ, the token. And we can look at that tonight and say he's still the same God. Amen. If you're a Display the token in your life and you'll bring, amen, your loved ones under that token. God will bring a, 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 a spare, will spare their lives. But we also see, amen, later the sun and the moon would stand still. Amen. Dagon fell and, and the Philistines were cursed. And I'm just going through a bunch of these as we go down through the Old Testament. The death of Yuza for touching the ark, the withering of Jeroboam's hand, the destruction of the altar at Baal, Uzziah smitten with leprosy. The replenishing of the oil at meal. So you notice as they went on years and years and years, God was still showing them I'm a miracle worker. 
Amen. The raising of the widow's son at Zarephath. Amen. The sacrifice of the, of the prophets. It's a sacrifice, the restoring of the altar there on Mount Carmel and the, and the fire that came down and burn up the water and burn up the sacrifice. Amen. That was a miracle that took place. What was it? It was a bringing the people together that is strayed from God and said tonight, today we're going to rebuild this and we're going to ask God that the one that answers by fire. The one that answers by light, let him be God. And we knew what, know what took place that the fire of God fell down and, and, and destroyed, the, and then they destroyed all the prophets of Baal. And we see the burning of the captains and their hosts. And, and again, the parting of the Jordan River. And, and then again in Elisha's ministry, the parting of the Jordan River, the healing of the waters of Jericho, the destruction of the mocking children, water supplied to the armies of Moab, the multiplication of the widow's oil, the raising of the Shunammite son. There's, there's sermons in every one of these titles. Amen. The curing the deadly pottage, the feeding of a hundred with two, tw- 20 loaves, naming the Syrian cured of, of leprosy in the Jordan River. And then it goes to Gehazi. The iron axe that floated, the Syrian army was smitten. The dead man was raised by touching Elijah's bones. Jonah is now released from a great fish, the destruction of Sennacherib's army, the sundial returned 10 degrees, three Jews in a fiery furnace spared, Daniel delivered from the den of lions, the right handwriting on the wall, miracle after miracle after miracle, the light of God showing he is a miracle worker, amen, showing through all the Old Testament, and I know we went through that real fast, amen, because we got a little bit to go tonight, amen, but he is showing time after time after time. But you know, he didn't just stop in the Old Testament. He continued on to the New Testament. It starts out with one of the greatest miracles that could ever take place, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. To where a woman that had never known a man, amen, be born in her, amen, of the Holy Ghost, a cell of God, be placed into an incubator, and from that, the very life of God, be born in human flesh. What a miracle. Amen. And then from there, Jesus would begin his ministry, and he would begin to walk, amen, and begin to move throughout Galilee in places and he would turn water into wine. A royal official's son was healed in Cana. A demonic in the synagogue healed in Capernaum. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law. Healing the sick during the evening. There's all kinds of scriptures here. Catching many fish at the lake of Galilee. Leopards cleansed. Paralytics healed. Crippled men healed. Withered hands restored. Centurion servants healed. Widowed sons raised. Calming of storms. Healing of the demon to possess men, healing of women that flowed with a blood flow. See, he was showing I'm still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. It was God above us working miracles. Now it's God with us working miracles. Healing of the woman. Jairus' daughter raised. Blind men cured. Mute spirits cast out. Healing of the blind and mute man with a demon. Feeding of 5,000. Walking on the sea. The deaf and dumb speaking. Mass healings. My, we're just stacking them on up. The Seraphonician daughter healed. Supernatural feeding of 4,000 men and families. Transfiguration of Christ. Devils cast out. Tribute money supernaturally provided in the mouth of a fish. 
showing he's still the provider. The miracles that were done, untold miracles. Jesus passed unseen through crowds. Men born blind healed. Women with infirmities cured. Men with dropsy cured. Ten lepers cleansed. Lazarus raised from the dead. Bartimaeus healed with blindness. Amen, healed from blindness. Fig tree cursed and withered. Resurrection of Christ. The ascension of Christ. The catching of 153 large fish. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Showing over and over, he's a miracle worker. Don't you ever forget who your God is. Don't you ever forget what your God does. Amen. Amen. We can move on now as he would ascend. And we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And from there, amen, a man at the gate called Beautiful begging for alms. Now it's not God above us. It's not God walking with us. It's God in us. It's the same light that led them to the Red Sea. It's now leading Peter to the gate called Beautiful. And he's still showing he has the same miracle working Power, and he's still showing it in the day that we live in. Hey Amen. I'm always amazed at the end of, the, of John's writings. He said the books could not contain, if it was all written in the innumerable miracles of Christ, many of them not even couldn't even be recorded. You're not serving a little bitty God. Many sick people healed by Peter. I can send you all of these. Y'all want to read them. There's, there's scriptures to every one of these. Apostles freed from prison by angelic intervention. Stephen's great miracles that went and took place in his life. During his dying moments, he has a vision of Christ. Philip, he cast out unclean spirits. Ananias' vision, Paul's sight restored. Uh, a man healed of palsy. Dorcas restored to life. Cornelius' vision. Happened to be right there. Paul's sight restored. The palsy that was, uh, that was healed. And the Ananias healed. Uh, or that, the healing of that palsy. And Dorcas restored to life. Happened to be the scripture that I was reading that morning. When Brother Tim texted me and said, I'm going in to pray for Brother Gary Stanky. And it just so welled up into me. I said, don't forget, we're writing another book of Acts. Because I just read where God had done all these things. So I knew if God did it, God can do it. And he did. He raised a man that was dying, almost dead. Doctors were giving up. Stomach wasn't working. Hadn't had. Ate for a long time. And God brought him and he lives today. Amen. Amen. Uh, Peter's visions. Agabus prophecies. Peter's release from prison by angelic intervention. Blind was healed, lame cured. Paul's vision on the way to Damascus. Foreign, for, fortune tellers de- delivered from evil spirit. An earthquake releases Paul and Silas from prison. Miracles after miracles done by Paul and, and, and Peter and all the, the apostles down through the book of Acts. And I'm here to tell you that book of Acts is still being wrote. There's lives that are still being changed in the time and day that we are living in. 
There's new chapters that are being wrote. There's things that are taking place. Amen. Amen. John's vision. I thought this was very awesome. John's vision on Patman's revelation. It's an entire book of miracles. Hallelujah. And it didn't end there. Let me just read the. Revelations 22 and verse 21 says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. It didn't end there. It has continued. We can go down through the miracles that have taken place through even through the darkest of times of human, uh, uh, humans living on this earth, the dark ages, and God moving in miraculous ways. God saving people in miraculous ways. Things that have taken place, amen, all the way down to even to where we are in Brother Branham's ministry. And, and so what we have seen and many have witnessed thousands on top of thousands healed, delivered, and saved. I actually had texted Brother Wayne today and asked him, I said, don't, don't you have a number of the miracles that are, are, are recorded there in Brother Brown's ministry? He said, well, he said, I actually tried, but I couldn't figure, I couldn't get the number. It was too many of them. Amen. We could, we could talk about the boy in Finland that was healed and raised from the dead. We could talk about Georgie Carter. An impossible situation. And it seemed like there was no hope for her. But you know what? She had read a book. She had read a testimony of another girl's healing. And she knew if God could heal that one, God could heal me. And something began to cry out in her heart until it so stirred a man, maybe 100 miles away or 50 miles away, whatever it was, just right across the line over there. And he began to hear a little lamb bleeding in the bush, as it were. And he said, and he started saying, Milltown. And he said, I got to go to Milltown. And, and he goes up there and the town rises up against him. Her family's against him. But it didn't quench that little girl's spirit. There has to be a God who can heal me because he healed her. She had heard about a God, but she wanted to witness it for herself. And Brother Bradham said he was out praying about it, didn't know what to do. And he said, I was praying. And he said, you know how it is. He said, I bent down and the stickers started poking me. And then he said, I moved over and the, and the rock started poking me on the other side. I moved over and the bug started biting me. He said, but I just kept on praying. He said, you know how it is. You just keep on pressing until you enter in those heavenly realms. And he said, I started entering in that moment, in that place. And he said, all of a sudden, I felt a real strange feeling and I knew something was there and I looked up and there was a light and same as you see in the picture shining right down circling on top of a dogwood bush and he said get up and go by the way of Carter's it was a light that was going to provide a miraculous touch he was going to show I'm still a miracle worker. And as he gets out of the car, the woman there, the mother, had saw had been praying or been down and saw, saw a man with a Bible and a shadow walking across. And she's she looking at it. All of a sudden, he knocks on the door. And there he is. She faints in the floor. He goes to the bed. And there's this little shriveled up girl talking about the bed frame where she had held on to rub the pain off. But she was praying day and night, God, heal me. God, heal me. Listen, God always hears your prayer. 
man may not hear it. You may think it may not go just past your lips and fall on the floor. But I'm here to tell you it never falls on the floor. There's an angel to bring it up into his presence and say, God, do you see that little girl down there? She's needing a touch. She's needing you, Father. And he said, Georgie Carter, rise up in the name of Jesus. He said, that was a wild thing to say in her condition. But all of a sudden, strength that seemingly out of nowhere coming those bones into that body and out of that bed she went. And she began to go play the piano, sing songs, go out and bless the grass, bless the trees. Why? Because now it wasn't just a God she read about on paper. It was now a God that had moved on her behalf. Hallelujah. I wonder if some of you are ready for that God you read about on paper to now move for your behalf to show you he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can talk about Florence Nightingale. We can talk about tumors spoke out of existence. We can talk about little fish giving life. It always amazed me that God would use his divine power to give a little fish life or to heal a little possum. Or to create three squirrels. But there was this little woman sitting there hearing the story about these three squirrels. And she's looking at him, the prophet that he described, how each one came down to their place where he'd spoke it, and it happened. Something welled up on the inside of her and said, that's nothing but the truth. And the Spirit of God fell in that place and said, you give her what she asked for. And he said, listen, you can ask for a million dollars. It'll be laying here. You can ask for the healing of your, of your sister. You can ask for all kinds. What do you want? She said, I want the salvation of my two boys. And they fell over in their mother's lap and gave their heart to Jesus Christ. But it didn't end there. <laughs> Messiah is a miracle worker. He always has been. He always will be. Amen. The Messiah means the anointed one. And the anointed one today is the Messiah church. Hallelujah. This church, this church of the newborn. This church that has come through the water, this church that has come through the blood, this church that has come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the anointed one, the Messiah church. He said, why? He said, the Messiah church will have signs of the Messiah in it. <laughs> because it's a Messiah church. It is the church of the Messiah. He said, oh my, that makes me feel good as a fellow did a while ago. A Messiah church with a Messiah power, with Messiah sons. Amen. That is where we are. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand, it's not 2,000 years ago. It's not 4,000 years ago. It's today. It's not 60 years ago. It's today. A Messiah church with Messiah power and Messiah signs. 
So a church, in other words, a church that can raise the dead. A church that can heal the lame and the sick. A church that can, that can move mountains. A church that can speak and go forward. A church that is invincible army. A church that will not be defeated, but will rise above every spirit of hell. A church that will rise above pornography. A church that will rise above sin of every kind. A church that will rise above this whole Laodicean spirit. A church that will rise above Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the kind of church. And in this church, there's healings. In this church, there's miracles because he's still the light, the miracle worker. Sometimes we don't hear enough of what God is doing in our generation. So I'm gonna help you with that tonight. I asked a few minister friends of mine that I had quick contact with to send me some, some things that has happened. I want to share it tonight. A sister healed of a stroke in Walnut Ridge came up for prayer Sunday a.m. Sunday p.m. She came up to testify, and while reaching for the mic, she was healed. She danced all over the front of that building. A brother in Sam Kinzer's August meeting while I was preaching began to testify of cancers being healed. He stood and testified, God has completely healed me of cancer. It had fell off while the preaching was going on. I just want to notify the devil. We're just getting started. A sister in Norway healed of leukemia in the middle of preaching. I was announcing the seven star was William Branham. And while I said that, a warm feeling began to move over her. And she was completely healed. My sister Susan healed of cancer during 2020. Actually went through treatments, but when they came to take out her intestines, the nurse said they got the chills as the, as the intestines where the cancer had been was just as pristine. It was like new flesh was there. And she has been declared completely cancer free. That's in our generation. If I read that right, that was 2020. A 91-year-old man came to the Lord two weeks before COVID shut down at the beginning of March 2020. He had never moved towards God in all of his life. They brought him to church in his wheelchair and he came to the Lord and I baptized him out of the nursing home. Two weeks later, they shut down all of the, all the visitation to all the visitors. The next time I saw him was in June preaching his funeral, but God will not lose a one. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you recognize that one, Brother Branham? She was past 90 years old when she gave her heart to the Lord. Listen, it's never too late. And God will do whatever it takes to get his seed. David Mills had the worst case of anxiety and fear that I'd ever seen, causing him to have insomnia and terrible bouts of anxiety that would have him standing in the bed clawing at the ceiling because he couldn't breathe. One night as he was walking up and down the yard, ready to take his life, he was asking the Lord for help and trying to quote scripture. The Lord told him, don't tell me, tell the devil. 
Don't tell me, tell the devil. And when he began to tell his enemy the word, he was flooded with peace. It was one of the hardest cases I have ever seen. But God still works miracles. I believe that ought to give some courage to some people tonight. Amen. It ain't all about telling God you need to tell your enemy, I'm done with you. I'm sick and tired of you. This is the word of God and it's for me. I can never say enough when God healed Hannah's womb in a matter of minutes. Jeremy Schreiner For hours the fluid had leaked and the nurses were preparing us for what seemed inevitable, the loss of our little girl. In a span of 30 minutes and text of brothers and family praying across the United States, not only did God seal the womb and made sure the sack was full of fluid for a healthy child, this year Evelyn is five years old. When I was six years old, I had mononucleosis and was sick out of school for months. I had a knot on the side of my stomach that you could see. One Sunday night, God impressed on my grandpa to call me up for prayer. As church gathered around me, he told them to pull my shirt up. And as we prayed, you could see the knot disappear. I went to school the next day, a healed boy. A sister in our church who's gone to be with the Lord due to old age at one time had severe leukemia. One Sunday evening during communion, she went through the prayer line. And when she took off the, took of the communion, she was completely delivered of the disease. And she lived a healthy, long life with normal issues from that time on. He asked for his sister to give a testimony in his church. And she said, I believe it started as a child. Talking about a, a, a fear and anxiety. So I believe it started as a child being locked up in a toy box by another child. Wouldn't let me out. Claustrophobia started. I was always terribly afraid of heights. Also looked like, like I couldn't even go up on a second step of a stool. As I got older, being alone at night scared me intensely. Airlines, motels, almost anything by myself. But in July of 2018, during our meetings, I was set free. I just finally gave it all to God and let him take it from me. I took a trip to Dallas by myself. I wasn't afraid in the hotel at night. I went the next month to the Red River, rode a ski lift for the first time. All fear is gone. Whenever Satan is attacked, I just remind him he's lost. Hallelujah. He's going to come back time after time, but you need to keep reminding him he's lost. You're lost. Woo, let's remind him tonight. You're lost. You're lost. You've lost the world. You've lost me. You've lost children. You've lost young people. Hallelujah. You've lost my husband. You've lost my wife. You've lost. It's time we realize the pillar of fire is not just on a picture. It's in our hearts. It's in our services. It's everywhere we go. Another miracle, man. Actually, Brother Sean that married Naomi. Drugs, alcohol, theft, 
prison, ran from God, tried every church in town, came to church one day during a song service. Singing is different now. Singing is different now. And comes to the altar and makes a complete surrendrance. And now is a complete surrendered Christian and a major help in our church. Prayed to have a son in church and now he's here also. God is moving. He's a moving God. Got enough firewood yet? I got some more firewood. Amen. Little boy named Silas. His feet were turned in where he was fixing to be put in braces. He fell all the time while walking. And he came up for prayer. I held his foot in my hand. And I began to pray. And as I prayed, I felt a pop. And when he got to the restaurant, his mama took his shoes off. And we all like to have a runaway. He was completely healed. This is Sister Joy Jackson. I was diagnosed with CFS. I had to ask what that was. Chronic fatigue syndrome at Mayo's Clinic on December the 6th, 2016. After a whole year of being sick. Later in 2017, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. In 2017. But in August of 2017, I was healed from CFS. Eight months after the diagnosis, Jason had taken me to Peabody Hotel for a weekend after not leaving the house for nine days. And while watching Brother Ron preach at the Mount Baker camp in Washington, he shouted out, Quit praising your problem. Quit praising your problem. Something spoke to me and complete healing followed in a few weeks. I received complete fibromyalgia healing June the 18th while Brother Andrew Spencer was preaching on the children of Israel in our June meetings talking about what all it took to feed and water and how God had provided. And she knew if God provided for them, he can provide for her. And God healed her. And he said, I, she said, I was firmly told at Mayo, I would never get over this. It was a lifelong illness with no known cure. But God. Hallelujah. Listen, there's no such a thing as an incurable disease. When it comes to the blood of Jesus Christ, it'll go down and cure anything. said, also prayed for a man who was not even a believer with skin cancer. Two or three days later, it fell off in his hand. There's no scar, only new skin. From another brother prayed for a young man in Uganda with epilepsy, and he was healed, and his eye that had cataracts was restored in the same moment. My brother's son was instantly healed of severe autism, and he's totally normal today. A girl in Colorado was born with her bowels on the outside of her body. We prayed for her, and by the next day, those bowels had detached, and new bowels were right where they were supposed to be. Hallelujah. <laughs> Asked Brother Darrell Ward. He said, of course, my daughter Jessica, blind, now she sees. In a wheelchair, now she walks. Said, I saw cataracts leave a man's eyes. 
A man bent over with back trouble straighten up and shout the church down. A sister paralyzed on her right side, completely restored. A tumor disappeared off of a sister sitting in the service. A sister instantly healed of a torn rotator cuff. Those are some of the things that just come to my mind. Yes. Hallelujah. Another one prayed for a young boy about eight years old who the doctor said he needed a heart transplant. Gave him a handkerchief and told him to give it back when the Lord healed him. Went to the doctor the next day and the doctor told him his heart was perfect. They gave me the handkerchief the next time I saw him and I have it in my office today. A woman came up for prayer for her husband who was a minister and had been through some hurts and quit church. I prayed the Lord would restore him and put him back in the pulpit. I gave her a handkerchief and told her to give it back when the Lord restored him. Several years later, I was back at that church and he was in the office and handed me the handkerchief himself and said, the Lord has fully restored me and my family. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, as a little boy, I remember my mom picking me up from school and we were out of gas, this is Brother Andrew Glover. I remember sitting in the back seat and her start praying and asked God to put gas in the tank and I watched that gas hand go from empty to full. That's a lot of comfort in the time we're living in. Listen, he's the provider. He's everything. He's all we have need of. He's a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. He's more than enough for every situation. Hallelujah. I'm right now holding handkerchiefs in my hand. It's gonna be placed on me as I finish this message. Amen for our sister, Melanie's husband. And who else? Her dad and brother. Her dad and her brother. My wife put his initials on them today. We're going to pray for him in a minute, and I want you to give them back when you answer, they answered. Just a couple of Sundays ago had a tick bite and it caused her to have an allergic reaction to red meat. And she said, I, I love red meat. I, got, I, can't, I can't put up with this. I need God to heal me. And instantly it left her body. And today, weeks later, she's still enjoying the goodness of God. As she went back to her seat, she remembered a sore that wouldn't heal. Doctors thinking it was skin cancer. She said, the same God that heals me of this tick bite and its adverse effects is the same God that heals this. In just a few days, it began to dry up and healing took place. Drew Dexter was prayed for at youth camp for his growth. He's been having, been, been his, his body hasn't been growing normally. Amen. But just since in that moment, he just went to the doctor. He's grown a full inch. Yes, sir. His bone scans have increased from a two-year-old to a five-year-old, correct? God is doing the miraculous among us. 
He said, why are you calling it firewood? Because I'm building a fire to burn the devil up tonight. They, we shall overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Adam Frazier, when he was a young boy, developed a high fever, causing, or younger says, causing severe seizure. Doctors were thinking possible brain damage. But minutes after Brother Ron prayed for him, before he got to the hospital, the situation had completely changed. My dad, Brother Ron, the story gets to is uh, the stories are too great not to repeat. But in the fire and through a coma, one moment nothing has happened, the next moment awake. Doctors say no brain activity, but prayer changed the situation. Instantly talking, slowly coming back to normal, from zero to a hundred percent. And I don't know what percentage he is in his healing over cancer, but I'm looking for a hundred percent. for it to be another chunk on the fire of God to burn up these old critics and people of God. As they say it ain't so. Days of miracles are past. God don't do no miracles no more. You come too late. Hallelujah. We don't just believe it. We have witnessed it. We have seen it for ourselves. A little girl in South Carolina with club feet prayer was prayed and she ran all over the tent that night. Brother Doug Hill at the closing of our service became a dead man in front of hundreds of witnesses. Our church began to pray as one unit. Brother Ron called for his life and in a matter of seconds I saw a dead man come to life in front of our entire congregation. My own transformation. I was a preacher's kid who had done some ungodly things, made a wreck out of my life. So-called message people wrote me off, didn't offer me no grace, thought I was a lost cause. But in an instant, I had an experience with the Prince of Peace, and I've never been the same. And hell now has to pay for what it talked me into. And I believe hell ought to pay tonight for what it's done to us, what it's put on us, what it struck us with, what it's held us with. Hell has to pay. Hallelujah. He's the same God today. too hard for our God. Take that devil. You never won and you never will. Some of you ought to remind that devil, you ain't never won. You ain't never won. You ain't never won. You lost every time. My God on the other hand has not lost a battle, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's still an old-time God. I'm getting testimonies coming on now. People listening. Brother Harris says, put me in there. My boy Jude was born with a kidney that wasn't supposed to ever function, but God... And today he's a big tall boy and getting taller and stronger every day. You can't do that with a bad kidney or bad kidneys. God is a healer. I'm going to just read some of the things that we've wrote down at our home. What we've seen. The crossed eyes have come straight. 
the blind eyes see. A mind with amnesia, amnesia returned to normal. All the effects of a concussion disappear. Bad lungs breathe again. Bald heads returned. We're back with hair. Cancer heal and disappear. Barren womb given life. Brain bleed repaired. High blood pressure dissipate. Skin problems cleanse and disappear. Adhesions go and it pain leave. God bring back a purse with six and seven hundred dollars. God return a camera left on a mission trip. He said, well, God do that. Well, he did. I happened to drop it in an airplane. We was flying back from Chivac. Brother, Brother, Brother Joe's been up there. Little old puddle jumper. I was actually sitting right next to the pilot in the, in the co-pilot seat. I was thinking, Lord, don't let nothing happen to this guy because I don't know nothing about getting this thing down. Maybe that's why I left that camera. I don't know. I was taking pictures out the plane. Thought I'd put it back in my bag. Apparently, it fell out for months. It was, we thought it was gone. I didn't even know that's where it was. That man found it, or maybe it, I think it was actually another pilot got in their plane and, and looked around, seen, seen this camera laying here, started looking through the pictures, recognized Brother Andrew Boy Scout. Ghost, when he flies up there, he takes the camera to Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew said, well, it has to be either Brother Danny or Brother Timothy. So he gives him our email. He sends it back. This is months later. My wife was claiming it. I'd done given up on it. I'd just be honest with you. I said, we'll buy another one. She's like, no, we was given that camera. God gave it to us, and we're going we're gonna to ask him to give it back. Why not? So she did, and she was praying about it. And here this man finds Brother Andrew. He asked him. He emails me. He said, if you can describe a few pictures on here, I'll send it to you. I told him what was on there. And he sent me. He sent it back, paid for the postage, offered to pay him. He said, no, I'm just so thankful this is a miracle that I could find the owner. I'm glad you got it back. God is that kind of God. He's interested in every part of your life. Every detail of our, we've seen the healing of a snake bite, the healing of cellulitis. God stopped the effect of an overdose of drug given by a doctor. God saved a son when he's being run over. God protecting a four-wheeler accident. Demons cast out. Seizures leave for good. God paid for a new van. God sent a buyer. God pay off bills, not knowing where the money come from. God protect us in the car wreck. God healing morning sickness. And when a communion line, God staging a Miriam dance. God using my son to pray for me. And the Lord dropped down and healed me instantly. I've seen God make crippled babies walk. I have seen God protect them. Amen. Give them new kidneys. Give a, I've seen God put a light inside me to show me and it beam out of me to show me he's not just with me. He's in me. Amen. I've seen God do miraculous things. He's the same God that tonight. And I don't care what's wrong with you. I don't care what's the odds. It may be worse than when David met Goliath, but if it's revealed to you, if it's revealed to you, it's over. If it's revealed to you, when it was revealed to David, he became fearless. He said, today, I'm going to cut your head off. 
Hallelujah. In that crucial moment when decision had to be made, the same God that produced the grace in that day and dropped that seed of faith in that heart and that little hunchback looking boy is the same God in this crucial moment that'll take that woman out of cancer. I'm just putting it in our day. He said a woman out of wheelchair, I'll say a woman out of cancer. It'll take her out of there. It'll move her out of there. This little grain of faith, if it's revealed to you, then I don't care how long it takes. I still have the victory. You are healed now. You are healed now. If that little shadow of doubt would leave you, he said, I'll pray and ask God to cast that demon of fear that's afraid to take him at his word, afraid you can't get along, you won't make it, and believe, but you'll begin to believe that God will heal. I believe he will heal every one of you, and you'll get up from here and walk out and be well. Miracles. He's a miracle worker. So, wow, Brother Timothy, you read some amazing miracles. You know the greatest miracle of them all that God has ever performed when he took a sinner. And made a Christian out of us. If you can believe that God can save you from sin... You can believe God can heal you. The greatest miracle ever performed when God can take something and convert it and take it from a sinner and change its complete makeup and turn it into a saint of God. This is what we're believing for our sister Melanie tonight. Her husband, bound by things, been through a lot of hard things in his life. Terrible road to walk. But there's no road too hard for God. Put that song, that few verses up they sang right at the beginning. No wall too great. What was that? No shadow too deep. There's no shadow you won't light up. No mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down coming after me. Do you feel him coming after you tonight? Hallelujah. Do you feel him coming after you tonight? Do you feel faith rising into your heart to believe? If you felt that pulsation of faith, I'm going to ask you tonight, get out of your seat. And come up here and let's agree together. Form a line down the middle. I need a touch, Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need healing. It can be physically, it can be emotionally, it can be any way. I need you, Lord. Maybe we just do something different. The brothers play some music.
I don't want nobody left out. I'm going to ask the deacons to come help us. Is that okay? I believe so. So he called the elders of the church. Get the whole brother Joe. The healer's here. The light to lead you. Come through believing. He's parted the waters tonight. He's placed the Levites right here in the front. The waters are parting. Whatever you've been facing, you're going to walk in one way, you're going to walk out another. He's here today. Hallelujah.
I'm crying. 
fighting for you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me sing, Sister Jessica.
love.